Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. But what if I'm just like, oh, hello? And they're like, oh, it's so-and-so. And then they're like, oh, hi. Like if I initially sound really disinterested or bored, is that a red flag? Like is that a mistake? Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, I'm a third year journalism student who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em, this week we're talking about what is usually the first step after you've actually sent off your resume. It's the phone screen. Some people call it the phone interview. Um, it's that quick little phone call that you get from a an employer. Um, they ask you maybe one or two questions and they might ask you when you're free for an interview. It's kind of that first in-between step. But it's really, really useful on the employer side to screen out who you're actually going to meet next. So it's really important. And there's a lot of things that I think people don't know about this part um, that I think we can talk about today. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be talking about phone screens. Um, I didn't really know what this was going to be about when I just saw the show notes. All it said was phone screen. I was thinking, what has this got to do with our content? But phone interview, that sounds more familiar to me. But we'll dive right in, start from the start for people that might not be familiar with it. What is a phone screen? Yeah, good question. So have you ever had that moment, Em, where you've applied for a job and then an unknown number comes up on your phone and you answer it, hello, and they go, hey, Emma, it's you know, Jennifer calling from uh, Coles. I'm here to talk to you about the job that you applied for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and they they ask you a couple of questions over the phone. So they, it's it's a phone chat. Um, Some people think that they've already decided that they're going to interview you and it's just a formality, but it's not. It's actually a screening step. Yeah. In that case, I don't think I've ever had one. I think people have obviously called me to say, can you come in for an interview? But I've mm. never had like a general questionnaire sort of chat, which is interesting because, yeah, you're right. Most people, if they started asking questions, would think like, oh, okay, I'm getting an interview. But maybe they ask the questions and then they're like, absolutely not. And they don't, you don't get anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the reason you use it is because just seeing a bit of paper doesn't necessarily tell you everything you need to know about whether you want to meet that person. And, I think it's pretty bold to bring someone in to spend, you know, an hour of your time with them when as soon as they walk in the door and answer their first question, you go, oh, there's a red flag and there's a reason why, you know, you might not work out. So it's kind of trying to save both people's time a little bit to do some of those really, you know, basic questions up front. Awesome. And when they're doing this 
phone screen, what are they looking for? What is really the object? Like I know you touched on that it's sort of a little before interview process, but what's what are they looking for? So primarily it's used as, as a, a cutting technique, like as a way to cut down the people who've applied. So you might start off with, let's say, 100 resumes. Maybe there's 20 of them that you've really liked. You're not going to do 20 interviews, like absolutely not. You might interview maybe five people, maybe four. Um, so if you've got to get from 20 resumes that you liked down to four or five that you actually want to meet. So a few things that you, you might be looking for are really obvious things like um, is the person still available? They might they might have applied a week ago and gotten another job. So you want to double check, are they still interested? Um, you might want to just double check, um, you know, what their salary expectations are? Um, do they know where the job is? Are they available to work Saturdays? You know, those kinds of things that would really rule them in or out. Um, and then from there, you're probably asking them a couple of questions that are really key about the job. Again, just to work out, okay, I like this person's resume. What are the th- things that I want to know about them? So M, for example, you might apply you have a really great resume for the role, but it says that you haven't worked in the last two years. So I might just want to call you and say, hey, what's your reason for looking for a role? And you might explain that you've come back from, um, you know, looking after young kids. Okay, cool. I've got a bit of context now. Um, You know, now I've answered that question about you um, and I can bring you in. Right. And what are some common mistakes that people make during the phone screen? I have a question. Um, like what if what if I'm not expecting it and I just quickly answer, I mean, this is a lesson you should always answer saying, hi, Emma speaking politely. But what if I'm just like, oh, hello? And they're like, oh, it's so-and-so. And then they're like, oh, hi. Like if I initially sound really disinterested or bored, is that a red flag? Like is that a mistake? Yes. You can mm. recover. Like you don't have to sound super chirpy. I would say obviously if you're applying for jobs, I think we've talked about this before, you're going to yeah. have to answer unknown numbers and you're going to have to be like a little bit – you know, more upbeat about it than maybe you would normally. Um, I mean, at the moment, I'm not applying for jobs. So I kind of, if I see an unknown number, I'm a bit like, um, is this a telemarketer? I've kind of got that suspicious <laughs> voice on as soon as I answer the phone. Um, yeah, I mean, you definitely can redeem yourself if you're like, hello, and then they say who they are and you're like, oh, hello, yes, hi, how are you? And you're, you're a bit, you perk up a bit, you switch on. But I imagine there's times where people don't redeem themselves and even after they're like, oh, I'm Catherine from accounts at Coles. I'm just wanting to chat about the job and they're like, uh, and still have no idea. They're probably going to be like, okay, they don't give a shit, yes. they're not invested. Yes, exactly. And th- th- so there's so many common mistakes, but one, like the biggest one I would say is sounding really, really uninterested um, and going, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, you know, applied for that job because I'm, I'm you know, unemployed. I, I got that a lot. Certain types of jobs I got that for. Um, more professional jobs you wouldn't get that as much. But really doesn't, um, you know, set off on a good foot of you going, okay, I'm, you know, really interested in this person. I've taken the time to call them and I'm getting nothing back particularly if it's like a customer service type role where you're going, I need you to sound enthusiastic and you don't get yeah. any of that over the phone straight away. Um, so that's definitely, you know, one of the most common mistakes. Definitely good to know. So we know, um, we know what not to do. Um, what if they catch you at a bad time? Is it okay to be like, I'm really sorry. Can I give you a call back in five? Yes, absolutely. And I think not enough people do that. 
So I've caught people off guard where they've been in the supermarket and they've got low reception, they can't really hear properly, they're distracted, they're trying to do their groceries um, and they try and push on with the phone interview and I actually think that's not the right way to go about it. They kind of think to themselves, oh, but I might miss out if I don't talk to them now. Um, I mean, there's an element of that. You want to make room like as soon as you possibly can to give that person a call back within the next hour or something if you can. Um but absolutely say, hey, do you mind if I give you a call back in, you know, 20 minutes? I just need to um, duck outside. A classic one was they'd answer the phone at their desk at their other job um, mm. and they just they wouldn't be able to answer things properly and they're feeling uncomfortable um, and they're not really prepared. So if, if they've caught you off guard and you, like, need to have a look at your notes again or you need to go somewhere quiet or something like that, ask if you can call them back, but make sure you do it at the beginning and say, hey, oh, thank you so much for calling. I'm really excited to chat. Do you mind if I give you a call back in um, 10, 15 minutes? And, you know, what's your number? Take it down. They're going to prefer you to be well prepared in a calmer, more focused mindset than to be distracted and answer straight away. Yeah, So exactly. how long would you say phone screens normally are? Is it a five-minute thing? Are they going to talk your ear off? Can it go for an hour? What are the general parameters if you're doing it and how long do you want to be? I'd say 10, 15 minutes, but it could be as short as five minutes. Um, it really depends on how well it goes. <laughs> um, yeah. If you're, imagine you're calling someone up for, you know, a front reception job, right? And um, you need them to be the face of a really energetic, fun kind of company, right? Um, and you call them up and they're like, uh yeah, um, I just applied for that job because, you know, it's um, it's close to home. Yeah, that's that's about it. And they've got no energy, no enthusiasm, no kind of personality. Yeah. You're not getting any of that. You might ask them one or two more questions and then that's it. And then you say, cool. And then you'd say at the end, thanks so much for your time. Yep. So what I'm just doing now is going through all the applications and we'll get back to you um, by the end of the week. That person's right. getting a rejection. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind so of true. we've we've talked about it before I feel like it always if they give you that kind of time frame it's it's not looking good every time I've ever gotten something they if they given me a very ambiguous goodbye they're just like see you soon yeah I mean they we've <laughs> done a whole episode about how you know how you know if you did well or not um even if you did really well you could be like the very first person that they've spoken to yeah. and they're genuinely just like I have no idea what else is out there yet the rule like, is flexible we'll see yeah, but if if it gets cut really, really short, you might have said something that's kind of ruled you out. Um, yeah, so it, it definitely doesn't guarantee that you're going through to an interview. They could be ruling you out with some of the questions that they're asking you there. Um, but also, one of the other things, you know, that they're, that they're looking for in that um, phone screen chat is... It's, let's say it's me doing it. I've got a manager who's going to say, hey, Sarah, um, this person I've got booked in, Emma, is coming in for an interview. What's what's she like? You know, tell me about it. And I'm like, they've already got the resume, right? So they already know what's on the resume. So they need me to tell them a bit of a story of, oh, well, actually, um, she's just graduated. She's looking for a front reception job. You know, she moved over from South Australia. Um, she's, you know just moved into um, Bondi or whatever, like whatever the little story is that goes along with the person. Um, that's kind of what they're trying to work out so that once they've booked you in, um, they can tell that story to the manager as well. 
Cool. So we understand the basics now. We know why they happen, how long, some mistakes. What are your best tips though for phone screens? What can people do to really maximize, capitalize this opportunity? Few A few things. So first of all, you've got to know the jobs that you've applied for. Because imagine if you've just applied for 50 jobs over the weekend and then you get a call and and imagine it goes like this. Let's do a little role play, Em. I'll, um, okay. I'll call you up and you're the job seeker. You've applied for 50 jobs over the weekend. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, Emma speaking. Hi, Emma. It's Sarah calling from uh, M&S Technologies. Um, I just wanted to know if you're free to have a chat about the job you applied for. What are you thinking right uh, now? Which fucking job? <laughs> <laughs> what company? <laughs> exactly. And and like, I mean, if I'm calling lots and lots of people, I, it's a bad habit that I try not to do, but lots of other people just slip into this. If you're saying the name of your company over and over and over again, you get really lazy with the way that you say it. Yeah. Um, you'll know this if you answer the phone a lot. Like you just, you end up being a bit fast with how you say it. And so it's really easy to miss what they said. And, and you're people like, are going to be too Im- Im- embarrassed to ask because you yes. want to show that you know and remember. So you've just got to be like, exactly. go with it. And then they'll start talking about, okay, they're talking about forklifts. What company could that possibly be? Like, just work it out backwards. Exactly. Exactly. And oh, I would say, oh, you could just, sorry, where did you say you were calling from again? You could say that. Mm. I, I would encourage you to just keep a list of all the jobs that you've applied for, a link to the actual job description so you can go back and read it. Um, and in that moment, I would say, oh, yeah, awesome. Do you mind if I give you a call back in, in 10 minutes? Um, I just want to get somewhere quiet. Yep, great, or thanks. trick them and say, can I give you a call back? Sorry, what was your name and phone number and company? And I'll <laughs> What was your email? And hopefully it has at... Woolworths. <laughs> Don't ask for their. You could ask for their email, I guess. Um, but I, kidding, yeah, you kidding. could say, "Sorry, Just, what was your name again?" You can ask their name again. That's easy. Yeah, but name and number, and then, and then would, Google the number. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And then I would go back and look through the jobs that you've applied for and try and work out. You know, so you might have heard the word technologies, and you were like, "Oh, okay, oh, okay." Look through the list. Oh, it was you know M and S technologies or whatever, and it's this type of job that I'm applying for. Um, so that's the first one. If you don't have a list of everywhere you've applied, you're going to be really, really caught off guard um, when you apply for a role. And imagine we continued that conversation, Em, and I said, so I just wanted to know, um, yeah, what your interest was in the role. And let's say this was actually a forklift role and it was the only forklift panicking. role that you'd applied for in amongst <laughs> all these other ones. And you started talking about, well, you know, I've always wanted um, to work in customer service and the person's thinking, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, awkward for all parties involved. Just, yes, just really keep exactly. a list. Get your shit together. Hey, job hunters. Big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one on one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep. It takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. All right, next tip. Uh, Next tip, we talked about this, voicemails. 
Now, I know you have op- opinions about voicemails. I do. This reminds me, my current voicemail, I need to change it because it says, hey, it's Emma, give me a call back. Like, no leave name numbers. Like, no, no, you ring back. I just hate <laughs> Try me again. Whole, yeah. Try your luck. Maybe I'll answer. Maybe I won't. I hate the whole, like, leave your name and number and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks. I just cringe Who leaves so their number, though? We, we we talked about this in one of our other episodes, right? Like, who who's going to be like, oh, four, three? It comes up on your phone. Like, yeah. it tells you what yeah. the number is. Oh, that's so true. I don't know. It just feels, it just feels a bit lame. So, I'm just like, uh, you, you call me back if it's that important. Important, which probably sounds really like <laughs> at least so at I least nowadays it. like you used to have to dial up and listen to them all I think even at the time that we recorded the other episode like on my work phone you would have to call up the 212 whatever number and actually listen through yeah. all of the old ones to get to the new one um but at least on my iPhone these days it comes up as a little voice memo thing that and you only can play happens it. to me sometimes and I want them all yeah. to be like that like what's the go Maybe it's only if you're listening Maybe it's only when they're on another mobile or something. If they're on maybe a mm. landline, maybe it doesn't work. Um, anyway, you need you need a professional voicemail and you need to check it regularly. Um, I personally don't leave voicemails for people because I know how much I hate them and I know how much pretty much everyone else hates them. So I'll hang up and then send the person a text message to say, hey, Emma, it's Sarah calling from wherever. We um, love this. Please a give queen me a call back future. when you're free. And also, I feel like I'm trying to be nice to my candidates because it's like that gives you a reminder of I'm from this company about the yeah. reception job you applied for. I always give them Reduces a little reminder. Reduces the chances of them doing what we've yeah. just said we don't want them to do. Yeah, and there can be this arrogance sometimes of companies thinking like I only want you to be applying for my job and I don't necessarily agree with that. Pandemic. but I. Yeah, yeah, but I understand where they're coming from and I understand that you, you know, you want to seem like you actually did it on purpose, not accidentally applied there. Yeah. And then our next tip we have is answer the phone in a friendly way. I mean, we've touched on it slightly before, just always answer no caller IDs. As an adult, we've passed that time. It's not going to be a creepy ex-boyfriend stalking you. It's probably going to be someone from work or from an important (laughs) job or the ATO or someone, so just answer it. If you're applying Friendly. for jobs in particular, yeah, friendlily. Yeah. Friendlily. <laughs> um, if you're applying for jobs, for sure, you need to be answering the phone in a, in at least a neutral way. Like, you don't have to be super chirpy, but, like, at least don't be like, yeah, what? <laughs> and like that? you oh. You laugh, but, like, I used to get that a lot. And sometimes, I mean, you know, I would never actually make my decision based on that. But I would be able to tell. I'd be like, okay, mm. I've heard two syllables and I am 99% sure that I'm not going to hire this person. There's a chance that they could recover, but like, yeah. Yeah. It's hard I've to I've done that before from. to a boss actually. Um, I was driving in the work car and when someone calls you through the Bluetooth, it just pops up with the number. And I just assumed it was the, like my colleague driving in front of me because we were called to be like, oh, we're <laughs> going to pull in here or whatever. And so I just, I wasn't rude, but I just answered it super like, hello or like something just way too chill and then he was like oh hello it's whoever it is and I was like oh hi how about like I changed you so much and that was a very minor relaxed incident so imagine if you're if I was even worse and said like oh the, I don't want to think about what could have happened how anyway, nice is it always though, when be you nice. call someone 
when you call someone at work, like, you know, on their work number and you're at work too, and they answer like, hello, you're like, yeah. oh, 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 hi. This, oh, this is nice. Like, it puts you in a better mood. And if your recruiter, manager, person who's doing the hiring is in a better mood for like five seconds when they're talking to you, it's only going to end well. So, yeah, answer the phone in a friendly way. Um, I think showing interest and enthusiasm is another big tip when you're on a phone interview, um, whether it's about, you know, your your career passion, um, why you've applied for that job. Um, it's a bit like um, your cover letter, you know, what you put in your cover letter, why you found that role particularly interesting. You need to have that kind of ready to go. Um, or if you didn't really find that role particularly interesting and you're just kind of applying for it because – at least have your career story ready to go. Um, it's that tell me about yourself question. That's what you want to have ready to go. Why have you applied? What are you doing? What's your little story? Um, get some storytelling happening um, in that in that um, session and show some enthusiasm for that. Definitely. And then we've covered it already there, but don't push through if you're in an awkward situation. Simply just say, hey, can I call you back? It's going to work way better in the long run. Um, and then our last yep. little tip, you can talk about that. Yeah. So this one is you want to use this opportunity to get the information that you might be missing. So lots of jobs these days don't have the salary on the actual job. Um, we'll do a whole episode about this, but um, I think a lot of people know about the, the seek kind of hack that you can use to work out what the at least salary range is. If you're searching for a job on seek, that's an Australian job site. It's kind of got the monopoly here in Australia. Um, you can search for it in a smaller and smaller salary range until it disappears. And then, you know, okay, Ooh, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, roughly what the, the range is. You can't make it appear, but it is searchable. So that job won't appear mm. if you increase the salary range too much. It'll drop off the listings and then you know that there you okay, go. It's, not, it's not paying 70. They're only paying 50 to 60 or whatever. Seek is um, not so smart after all. <laughs> I thought everyone knew that. There you go. We might no. have to do more, more in depth about that. A little hack yeah. for you guys. Um. If the, the salary hasn't been listed on the job and that's something that's a big deal for you, um, you need to ask. Hey, I was just wanting to know, I noticed it wasn't listed on the job ad. Uh, what's the salary range for this role? And if they they might ask you up front, hey, just wanted to know what your salary expectations were. Got to have something ready to go for that. Um and if you don't, if they don't ask you that question, at the end, I would say, hey, just wanted to know um, what was the salary range for this role. It's something you want to know about before you spend an hour of your time in an interview. Um, and there's nothing wrong with asking that up front. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, also a time to ask about anything else that you're not sure of. We always harp on a, in our episodes about you're dating them just as much as they're dating you to find out if you're right fit, <laughs> so on and so on, straight from Sarah's mouth. So, yeah, if you have any burning questions, ask them because maybe it'll yeah. inform the way you go into the interview or what you want to know more about or maybe even you'll use something that they mentioned in the phone in the interview later. So definitely yep. ask anything. And then Absolutely. what normally happens next, we touched on this before, but pretty much you're either going to get a call or you're not going to get a call for an interview. So sometimes in a phone interview or a phone screen, I would actually book the person in during that call for a face-to-face -face interview um, or whatever the next step is. Um, but like we said before, 
there's a variety of reasons why I might not do that. Um, I might have only spoken to one person first. Um, the process might be I might be working with a manager who wants to look at everyone first. And so they might want me to speak to 10 people, sit down with them and go through and talk about each person. And then they want to choose who they meet next. Sometimes that's kind of the process that they want to have a bit more control. So it may actually not be up to me. I'm just literally collecting information and then we're going to sit through and actually decide later so you may not be able to be booked straight through to the next stage Um, if you haven't done well though most of the time the way that it will end is okay cool so um yeah I'm just going through the applications now um you'll um hear back from us by the end of uh this week or, or next week yep um either via phone or via email that's always what I used to say mm. so if it's via phone, it's because you're getting an interview. I'm not calling everyone I spoke to to tell them that they're not getting an interview. I would just send them an email. Um, yeah. Again, like in an ideal world where recruiters and HR people have infinite amounts of time to spend on giving people wonderful feedback, um, it's just not possible. So you will hear something or back. Or they might call if but- you, that you they might call though if you were close because my current amazing yeah. job. I actually didn't get initially and she called me to say, I'm so sorry, it was so close between you and another girl. Are you still interested? I can put you down if anything else comes up. And I was like, my little heart was crushed. But I was like, yes, I was a good sport. I was like, of course I would love to still be put down. Thank you so much. And then she rang me a week later and was like, hey, we have an opening. We want you. And I was like, yeah, you do. So yeah, absolutely. They can also call if it was like a nice, if you just missed out and they want to let you know that you did well. Or... Let's say you spoke to them and, and your salary was too high or, you know, you had skills in a different area and you're like, oh, look, you haven't worked with Excel much. So you just, you really ruled yourself out for this job. But we've actually got a different job at another team that I think you might be good for. Um, yeah. Yeah. All sorts of opportunities can come from it if you do this phone interview process well. Um, it's it, it's really a big opportunity. That's what I want to leave everyone with. Um, you're getting yourself out of resume land and actually being able to speak for yourself about your skills, show your personality, um, talk about the role, ask questions, show off some good bits about you. So the person's actually judging, you know, a little bit more based on you rather than just the paper. So use it as an opportunity. Um, and even if it doesn't necessarily lead to the next stage, I think, um, you know, people aren't calling every single application they get. So it shows you've done something right. You've gotten through that next stage and you can do it again. Awesome. There you go. We've debunked the phone screens. They're a good sign. And hopefully now after listening to this episode, if you get one, you'll be better equipped to smash it and hopefully get an interview. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in your ears next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you want to hear more from us, make sure you hit subscribe. We're a new podcast, so if you liked this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, join us in the Interview Boss Facebook group.
we've been your job search besties and helped you in some way, there's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.